welcome to For Heaven's Sake, a 7th Heaven podcast. I'm your co-host, Lady J. And your other co-host, T. T, it's our 100th episode! Oh, we old. Can you believe it? <laughs> now, no. mind you, it's not the show's Just 100th, 100th episode. episode, it's For Heaven's Sake's 100th episode. Yeah, guys, because you know we do that little like recap stuff, so... Yeah, so it's like kind of like skewed everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, oh my god, we made it. 100 episodes. We have made it. If this was a TV show, we'd be syndicated. <laughs> I should have got a cake this time. I know. How fun would it have been Bean. if we had a cake? Like like how they do for TV shows. <laughs> like a giant sheet cake for two people. <laughs> oh, fuck. That would be awesome. Oh, man. We'd invite all our friends. We really should do that. We have time before this episode gets released. <laughs> Okay. We can stage it. Yeah, let's stage it. <laughs> stage it for the podcast. <laughs> Could you imagine we actually put like another picture up on Instagram? This was staged. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Cash, ca- caption. Hashtag this was staged. <laughs> I'm doing it. Okay. Don't tempt me. Okay. I'll do it. I know you will. I know. It's exciting. Okay. Let's, let's do it. Let's it's it's going to happen then. All right. It's happening. It's happening. Okay. <laughs> like... So, 100th episode, man. And it's a fucking doozy. Yeah. Like, I remember watching this episode and being like, oh my god, this is a fun one yeah. to be a milestone for us. Yeah, I agree. There's a lot to unpack here. Like, yeah. holy crap. Yeah. And I will say that this is probably one of their best episodes. Interesting. Probably. I don't think you. I didn't think you'd ever say that. I don't think <laughs> Look so at us either. Breaking all the barriers today. I know. I know. <laughs> I, I mean, I showed my cards too soon, but it's okay. No, I mean, hey, I do that all the time. <laughs> uh, but I mean, we all know. Well, you know, Lady J and I have both mentioned how much we love Annie, but damn, mm-hmm. do we love Annie? We sure do. But I she's the say, star. She is. For me, she definitely is the star of the show. Always, yeah. pretty much has been. Yeah. But I will say though, as 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 like iffy as Simon is through most of this episode, I can respect his character on two levels. One, yeah. that he's essentially like playing devil's advocate this yes. entire time. Yeah. Which is a tough position to be in, I would mm-hmm. imagine, like for the actor and like for the character's growth and stuff. Yeah. But then also because of what he does at the end and yes. what he says. There's one line in particular, which we're going to get to, yep. that like literally I, li- I I cut the clip and I cut out that one line and I played it for myself like 50 times. Yep. Just like over and over and over again. It's amazing. So Annie and Simon, like th- those two like jockey for position at my heart all the time, like mm-hmm. for best character on the show because they just I think they're the best written I think they're the best yes. ex, like the most explored and like fully sort of formed people I agree on the show. I agree 100% mm-hmm. Ooh, um. okay <laughs> um so without further ado mm. let's get into episode 509 titled tunes the amazon prime spoilie for this episode is bear with me Simon's new friends target Lucy and Annie as victims of their harassment. Oh. Short and sweet. It is short and sweet. Guys, isn't it weird how some of these episodes just fall in line with the shit that's going on in the world? I'm telling you. It's happened a few times. It's true. It's happened a few times. 
Yeah. But this one, damn. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> damn. I mean, it felt it felt like this what this show would have been a response to what's happening today in, yeah. in the news and stuff. Yeah. And weirdly, they kind of touch on it a little bit towards the end of the episode, but I kind of had to do some digging and this episode is actually a response to what was happening in the news back then. Mm-hmm. So this is this aired in late 2000. Yeah. And um, in the summer of 2000, there was this Puerto Rican pride parade or something in Central Park. And the big headline that came out of that event was the five or six guys that were on video raping some women in Central Park. Like, when I was reading about it, I was like, oh, yeah, this is vaguely familiar. But I also couldn't remember, like, really the specifics of it. But I, you know, I just did a little bit of research on it. And that's what it was, is there was, like, people had, like, filmed, like, caught, like, got on their phones and stuff, like, footage of these five guys, like, attacking women in Central Park. And so this episode is very much a direct response to that. Yeah. And, And you can tell. And it's... And, and it's also just because things like this have been happening forever, like mm-hmm. in our culture and in the world. Like, it's just everywhere. Like, yeah, like, like you know, the, the hatred or the harassment or the assaults on women and stuff, it's not news at any time. No. But, um, but, oh, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> but in other words, like, the show is is sort of like, dating itself you know but at the same time funnily enough mm-hmm. here we are 17 years later and it's like still so relevant it's still so like fits right into the to the climate of everything that's happening with women like today or whatever mm-hmm. i don't know it's a lot it's a lot <laughs> it's but a it's lot. but it's a good episode it's a good conversation it is yeah for sure um so let's sort of just I, I don't know. I guess we kind of have to go chronologically. But you know what we can do is we can knock the Eric storyline out right away. Because that really doesn't play into anything else. Because, surprise everyone, oh. Robbie's back. Yeah. And not only is he back, he's in the fucking credits for this episode. Yep, he is. There he is, Chas Lamar Shepard and Adam Lavornia. Yep. Right before happy, like ew. (laughs) (laughs) Ew. And I remember watching that and seeing him in the credits and being like, "Holy shit!" Like, here we go. I Mm -hmm. I was not ready, but here we go. So I think we can knock out his storyline and then get into the meat and potatoes of everything else that happens. Yes. Okay. So, um, Robbie and his girlfriend Cheryl, who. Eric casually dropped a few episodes ago that he's back with her, you know? Yeah. So they show up at the church and ask Eric to marry them. Mm-hmm. Yet another one of the Camden kids' exes coming to Eric to marry them. <laughs> I know. Uh, I mean, he's just so, like, he's just super popular, man. Like, what yeah. can you do? <laughs> In this little dinky town, it's all about Eric. Yeah. In a town full of St. Monica's. <laughs> yeah. Only Eric. Yeah. So, yeah, so they come in, and of course, Eric's like, what? <laughs> you know? And Annie, when she finds out, is like, can't even believe it. Like, what the fuck? And so 
they start speculating, Annie and Eric start speculating, like, what do you think this is about? Like, you think she's pregnant? Yeah. Is this about Mary? Is he doing it to, like, to, like, send a message to Mary? You know, all that stuff. And Eric, I think, rightfully, is in a position of, like, well, I can't... I can't not give them the time of day. Yeah. Like, I can't just dismiss them out of hand, you know? Mm -hmm. And if they, if she's pregnant, then, like, I've done that before, and it's not the best way to start a marriage, but, like, let's talk. Like, we'll have to figure that out. Mm -hmm. And maybe they're really in love. Like, it seems like Cheryl's really in love with him, you know? Who's to say that he's not really in love with her or whatever? But Annie's whole thing is, like, but we know that he's a woman hater. We know that he disrespects women. He doesn't know how to like treat them properly and yeah. stuff. So how could we rightfully encourage or even marry someone like that yeah. to someone else, you know? And so that's really kind of the whole thing. Like Eric then sits them down in his office and they they have this whole conversation and Robbie gives him this whole spiel about like you know, they want to start a family and he's been living with her because his mom lost his mom lost the house and moved to Florida and the dad's not around and so he's been living with her and they want to start a family and so or they want to form a family or whatever and they love each other and Eric can tell like something's off, you mm -hmm. know? So he asks the pointed question, like, are you pregnant and stuff? Or is there anything you're not, you're not telling, telling me? And she's like, Nope, nope, whatever. And then, of course, Robbie then spills the beans and is like, she's pregnant. Yeah. And then, but then, twist of all twists, Cheryl comes over alone yeah. to the house and is like, you you should probably talk to Robbie after you talk to me. But, like, I thought I was pregnant, but I'm not. Mm -hmm. But I don't want to tell him because I think then he won't marry me. And yeah. I really love him and I want to marry him. And then, uh. like... So that happens, and then, like, later at the end of the episode, we see Eric and Robbie, like, talking, and basically, like, Eric has come clean, mm -hmm. or Eric has told Robbie the truth that Cheryl's not really pregnant, yeah. and we get this, like, bonkers fucking scene between these two. Yes. She told me she had some kind of female problem that would clear up only if we had sex, some sort of plumbing disorder, a birth defect. You really should not be out there having sex if you don't know any more about women than that. No, you shouldn't be having sex, period. Take some time off. Absorb some of the lessons you've learned here today. Like? Oh, just give me a for instance. For instance, you don't have sex when you're not married. One reason being you might get pregnant and marry someone that you don't want to be with for the rest of your life. Yeah, that's good. Not to mention that the only way to get respect from a woman is to show respect to a woman. What does this have to do with respecting women? I mean, I respect women. You took my daughter to a motel to have sex with her, trying to talk her into it by telling her how much you loved her, all the while still seeing Cheryl, your girlfriend of several years. You're still mad about that, aren't you? Yes, I am. But my point is that you don't lie or cheat or use women if you have respect for them. Right. I think you might want to write that down. Okay. Like, just kill me now. That was the worst part of this episode. He's so fucking stupid. He's like, he's like, you know, take a second to reflect on the lessons you've learned. Like what? Why don't you just give me a for instance? Like really? Yeah. And then, and then when he's like, you're still mad about that, bitch. 
Yes. This is the part that I don't buy about what they've given Robbie here with, with, with this scene. This conniving, manipulative little shit mm -hmm. came up with a scheme to get Mary into bed. Yeah. You tell, you're telling me he doesn't understand the ways of the world? You're <laughs> telling me he doesn't understand how women body works or uh, that Eric would still be upset? That yes, you tried to have sex with her daughter by lying and coercing her into a motel. No, 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 no. He's not going to get that. He's not going to get that? Like, it's... Give, give the character a little credit here. But I don't have to like him, but don't make him an idiot like I know, this. it's true. He was disrespectful. Make me not like him for that action. Don't make me now feel sorry for his stupid ass. Yeah, because he's an idiot. Like, but, but the part that really pisses me off is like, is like, oh, so I'm supposed to believe that he was... Like, as you said, manipulative and conniving enough to fabricate all this shit to get Mary into bed, but had never slept with Cheryl before. Exactly. And had never had sex before and was gullible enough to believe a story about my plumbing. Like, what? Like, none of that makes any no. sense. The fact that he's too stupid to even know what lesson he's he's learned today. Like, like you, like your girlfriend basically handed you a get out of jail free card by yeah. by telling Eric the truth, and you're too stupid to even if not if you even if you don't get it on that level, like you should just understand that like you've been given a chance to like not be saddled with some bullshit relationship you don't really want to be in. Can you understand that at least? This is, why, you, like, this is why I don't buy what they've given Robbie's character here. It was a stupid, pointless way to bring him back. Yeah. That yeah. This isn't the way that they needed to bring him back. I know. That's all I'm saying. Well, and it's also clearly like a shoehorned thing to fit into the theme of this episode, too. You know, like the whole thing about like respecting women and all that. Like, because like, in addition to having this like, deep and meaty storyline that we'll get into they also had to introduce Robbie back into the mix so the, the best way that they could do that would be to like somehow bring it full circle and like have him feed into that theme as well I guess uh, whatever this is this is their weakness in this episode it's this Robbie storyline it's their weakness yeah they shouldn't have done it plus and then also simultaneously they had to finally sever the tie with Cheryl because Right, because if you're gonna have Robbie be in your credits, which means he's probably coming back, spoiler alert, like, like you can't have him be dating some chick who he was cheating on Mary with, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think they had to sever the tie with Cheryl, they had to feed his storyline into the greater theme, and they had to reintroduce them all at once. So they had to do it in this, like, really messy, cheap, shitty way. Yeah. That really just doesn't work. No. But... Like, pretty much that's it. That's like, it, That's guys. his whole deal. He's an idiot. That's it. Um, so okay. Let's get into the meaty stuff. Yeah. So, segue, respecting women, not respecting women, all that shit. Um, we open the episode on Matt and John. Yeah. Um, outside of, 
I assumed it was Heather's apartment. No, it's theirs, right? I know. Yeah. Because they're, because they're standing out there and they're immediately like talking about Heather and John's like, are you just going to stand around here waiting for Heather all day? So I just, in my mind, assumed like they're outside of her, her apartment, apartment waiting yeah. for her to come down. That mm-hmm. doesn't make any sense because she lives at home with her mom. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> like, hello, Jackie. Um, so anyway, so they're standing outside their apartment. They're talking about how Heather left a note for him, for Matt, and... He thinks that maybe she wants to get back together, but he doesn't want that. So yeah. he needs to like make sure that he can see her and like tell her that kind of thing. But all John wants to do drive. Is, is drive in this in his uncle's car that he's let them borrow for the afternoon. Yeah. And this is when shit gets really bonkers because they decide to do that. Matt gets in the front seat and John gets in the back, back seat. Like, he's going to be chauffeured around. And it's exactly the same photo of that album cover that they're listening to. Oh, is that what that was? Basically, Matt is Eric Clapton, B.B. King is in the back. Okay, see, I did not get that. I did not understand that at all. All I thought, all I got out of that was like, John just wants to be driven around in this classic car while listening to B.B. King and Eric Clapton. Yeah, not going to lie though, that car... Yeah, but that car was so hot. It was great. It was a cool car. Because when, um, when they're done like riding in that car <laughs> yeah. and they leave, and I just see all that white leather exposed, I'm like, oh, but really? I know. <laughs> I remember thinking, like, where's the cover? I know. <laughs> like, uh... And also, like, bold move, just, like, parking it on the street. Yeah. Like, that, like in that neighborhood? I don't know. Yeah, like, did we, did we discover if... Matt and John's neighborhood was safe or good or I don't think it's that great or sketch because remember like they had they couldn't afford anything better and like that was kind of part of the whole deal yeah Yeah. okay but anyways yeah so they're funny so they're driving around and they pull up to a corner like to a stop sign or whatever and we see this like group of kids outside you want I don't know what to call these group like this group of kids like I want to give them like a name but like they're not a gang no. They're not I like I guess thugs is the closest approximation. Stupid I, just, white boys? Yeah, they're just, just a bunch of like stupid white boys yeah. that are trying to be like hard and shit. Yeah, and have no way of understanding anything. No. And they're listening to like rap or hip hop music like on this boom box. But please tell me you couldn't stop laughing at how they would always zoom in on the boom box. I like, know. You know they're selling it. That's so funny. I didn't. I didn't think about it as like, the, or they're trying to sell the boombox. I just thought it was funny that like they had to like show the boombox no. as like this is where the music's coming from. We no. didn't put this music non diegetically. When, like, when I looked at it, I was like, that boombox looks familiar, and I and I bet you it's because I've seen ads for it, and this is what they're doing. Like it's a promotion. That's interesting. I took it more just like the show and wanted to make it very clear that this music is diegetic to the scene, and it's not their choice as music directors for their episode like you know it's not the 80s boombox guys <laughs> so so these kids are like out there and then so matt like turns the corner parks the car on the corner gets out of the car and like grabs one of the kids and turns them around and we see that it's simon dun, dun, dun. and it's simon and he's like he's he's wearing a beanie and he's got a chain, chain on, on and he's wearing these like baggy pants or whatever and he like and Matt's like, what the hell are you doing here or whatever? And Matt's and Simon's like, I'm just hanging out with my friends and stuff. And um, 
Matt's like, what, you know, what music is this and shit? And Simon's like, it's rap. And then John chimes in like, that's not rap. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't look to me for a confirmation here. Like, yeah. whatever. Like, that's some perversion of rap or whatever he says. Which is funny. So let's, I want to talk about that a little bit before we go further. Like, this whole idea of, like, the music itself. Yeah. Like, okay, I don't know what the, I don't recognize what they were listening to. Were they listening to some famous rap song from the 90s or something? I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. I I didn't recognize it. Because I'm, like, the least educated person about hip-hop and stuff. Like, I know nothing. I'm Jon Snow about it. And so... I, to me, it just sounds like bass. Like, that's all I hear. Mm-hmm. When, any, anytime, like, hip-hop or rap is playing, like, all I hear is... Mm-mm. Like, that's all I hear. So, I don't know anything. So, for John to have been, like, that is some perversion of rap. Like, that's not rap. I was kind of, like, offended at first. I was like, that's not fair. Like, how can you say that about music? Like, it is what it is. Like, because, like... Cause, like rap or hip-hop or whatever has evolved right Mm -hmm. like from from our childhood like of like the tupac days and like biggie that's that's a person right yes (laughs) i sound like my mom biggie (laughs) (laughs) um like those guys right like that's not really what rap is like nowadays right it's changed it's evolved yeah. So is it fair for John to say like that's not rap that's some perversion of rap like um kind of I think I I can kind of agree only because you can probably pick few artists or a bunch of artists that you can say don't really rap about shit like that. Okay. Like I I I I don't know I I've, I've listened to a lot and like there's. I can say that that I've listened to some rap that it's not about that. And then, of course, there's a shit ton of that where it's all about, I don't know, from the window to the wall, bitches and and hoes. And like, yeah. And like, as, okay, best example, Biggie, right? Mm -hmm. You'll get some, you'll get a lot of music that is about the life and the struggle. And then you'll, in the same album, you'll get shit about pulling her panties to the side and I don't know what mm-hmm. like that nasty shit like nasty yeah I'm like what? and of course that was the stuff that was never played on the radio obviously but so so would John have heard that pulling the panties to the side song and been like that's not rap about Biggie I don't know see that's my that's yeah, my point like, I know I like I don't know anything about the music or that world or whatever but it, to me it struck me as like kind of unfair for anyone not just the fact that it's John but like for anyone to make a statement like, this is not rap. But I mean, I have to admit, like, I, like, there's just a lot of music out there that it's all about trashing women and... Oh, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I hate it and it's gross and it's the worst thing in the world. But you know what... I'm that, and that's my stance. Yeah. I'm just talking about, like, from the perspective of the world, like, to have the message be, like, that's not music or yeah, whatever. Yeah, I know. know. But I just remember thinking, and, and Matt kind of brings this up to Simon, I believe. I think this was Matt to Simon, which we'll get into. But yeah, I have I have tons of clips. You guys. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> but I remember thinking like when I used to go to clubs. Ugh, ew. Anyways, <laughs> but when I did once upon a time, I remember like all the music that we know of rap that was big at the time playing obviously at the club, and just watching everybody dance. And all I'm thinking is the reason why this music gets away with the shit that they say is because the producer is fucking good at creating the beat. Mm. That's the only reason why. Because if you... 
if someone tells me that they really love the lyrics, I would think, <laughs> I would look at them and be like, you're fucking demented. Or yeah. something's off with you for you to say, yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah. It's the beat. It's just, it's a good, it's a good cover up or a good slide or like, oh, you know, okay, so that beat is so good though. And then it's just talking about like, I don't even want to say anything. Yeah. Because yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. it's just, nah. No, I know. And I, and like, again, I, I speak about these, about this particular topic very ignorantly other than my own experience of it or with it or whatever, which is like, it's just not my fair. Like it, like, cause there's plenty of like music with good beats and shit. That's not this. Exactly. You know, that's not quote unquote rap or perversion of rap or whatever you want to call it. Like that's not that. And so like, it's just not what I go for. It doesn't, it's not enjoyable for me to listen to. I don't, I don't want to like turn it up as I'm driving and shit, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but I know a lot of people that do that, that really love this shit and not because of the message, but because of the beats or because like, Oh, look at this, like one, like, um, loop they've done or what, like, like the sample they've used or whatever the fuck. And, and then, then the struggle that those people face internally because they know the message is garbage and yet they can't help but like it, you know? Yeah. And, and I've, I mean, like, I know someone in my personal life who has said to me on multiple occasions, like, I fucking, I can't stand the message, but God, if it's not a good song, you know? And I'm just like, but how could you even, like, like yeah. open yourself up to that? Like, if it's just not the right thing, you know what I mean? Like, I Akon, know. he's my favorite in the worst way. I mean, favorite, like, <clears throat> bullshit horrible disgusting lyrics <laughs> and the guy made millions like are yeah. you kidding me yeah but or what's that a uh, sexy bitch what was that? <laughs> well like uh, is that the name of a song yeah like you know, like use a sexy bitch like what it like oh the uh, that yeah the people <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. the people see see but do you get what the I'm animal that no what the fuck i never mind i know i know but like there's just again who let the dogs out? Who the fuck are you talking about? Oh, I didn't even think about that. Who the, who the See? fuck are you See, talking about? I'm a victim about? of that too. I, I never thought about like that dogs would be like, what, bitches? And a lot of people were saying that's... Some people are saying they're not saying it, but this is what it means. And I'm like, who the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. So the whole like music scene and when people are trying to read into the lyrics or whatever, I mean, I get it. I would too. Because it's just... Most of music now is trash oh, anyway. That's true. Let's be real. That's very true. It's it, all just like a bunch of electronically produced noises. Yes. With 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 a bass line going through it. And, and like it's so music. many repeats. So many like... They're repeating the same word. Yeah. Like the only people that can get away with that shit for me is like the Beatles. And... Well, yeah, it was because it was a different time. Yeah. <laughs> like, and mind you, that's I think that part of the other thing that like, or what am I saying? I think the other thing that why I've never really been drawn to like hip hop music and stuff is because when I listen to music, I'm a lyric person yeah. more than like a melody or like tune person. Mm-hmm. Like I hear words before I hear anything else. And so when it comes to like rapping and stuff, like, I can't understand what they're saying because they're, 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 it's either too fast or it's like not pronounced, like not yeah. pronounced properly or whatever. So because I can't understand it, I'm not drawn to it anyway. Yeah. And so like, 
it's just, it all adds into it. There was a time where I hated um, one of uh, P. Diddy's uh, protégés, Mace. Oh, you mean Brother Love? Sure, right? (laughs) Uh, I hated Mace. That was his name. Oh, that was a person? Yeah, I really hated his... um, his uh, music only because he always sounds like he just woke up from sleep. Like, from, <laughs> I don't know, either a nap or a long night. It's just like, as long as like this. Like, I'm like, shut up. Every time that, mu- anything that would come on the radio or the TV with his music, I would change the channel. I, no. Yeah. See, I didn't even know that was a person. <laughs> like, that's like. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Well, okay, so. So Matt gives Simon the what for for hanging out with these guys and then like gets in the car and drives off or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then we see later that day, I guess, um, Lucy is at the record store with Ruthie. Yes. And is that a Tower Records? <laughs> they don't say. But it just looks like a Tower Records. It probably was. And yeah. they totally filmed around UCLA, right? If I thought so too, but then when I looked in IMDb, it says it was in Santa Monica on Exposition Boulevard. Oh really? Yeah. But only because of that tower that you see in one of the backgrounds, it looks like the theater. I, I not even the, just the theater. I rec. I was looking at the streets, and I totally thought the same thing you did. I was like, oh, this is Westwood. Like, it feels like Westwood yeah. does. And then I looked it up, and it's not. It's Okay. Yeah. Although, I mean, IMDb could be wrong, wrong. I guess. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. But, um, yeah, so they're at this record store, and they're, like, in line to, um, to like, purchase whatever they're purchasing. And she's standing at the cashier, and this... Norton character, who's yeah, like dude. this ringleader, Norton comes up to them. Look at you. You look like you need a man. I think he just called you a bad word. A really, really bad word. <laughs> hey, look. The little one knows what I called her sister. <laughs> but the sister don't know. Or she know it true. She know it true. Look, you ignorant little... What are you, a pimp? Get away from me. Mm-hmm. And then he, like, walks away and, like, slaps her ass. <laughs> and Lucy loses it, right? Yeah. And she, like, turns to the cashier and she's like, do something. And he's like, what? He didn't hurt you. Yeah. And... She's like, she's just like incredulous. Yeah. And she's like, I want to talk to the manager. And he goes, I'm the manager. And so she takes her business to the next cashier over. Yeah. What's a pimp? It's a guy that hates women. Hey, congratulations. Congratulations on what? On being a woman? On my being slapped or being called that name? But maybe you didn't see or hear that guy. Or maybe you didn't think that he did anything other than hurt my dignity. And that's okay, huh? Is that what you think? No. I meant congratulations on being our 100th customer today. I mean, that's supposed to be funny, but if I was Lucy, I'd lose my fucking mind. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm still not heard. Like, I would lose my mind. But two things we need to unpack here. One, what did he call her? Because I didn't hear it. I didn't hear it at all. And and I, I'm thinking, because I've thought about this a lot since I watched this episode, like, I'm thinking... That he never actually used the word mm-hmm. or any word, but like Ruthie was like smart enough to pick up on the fact that him saying 
you look like you need a man yeah. is the equivalent of saying, like, you're a bitch. I, or you're my bitch or something. I guess. Because that's what they say he called her, but we never heard it. Nope. Okay. I, I replayed that a few times Me just too. to make sure. I'm like, did I no, did I miss it? Did he hear? Because I even had the subtitles on, dude. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, nothing. I was yeah. like, oh, uh, did they fuck up or did I fuck up? Or or it's very likely because we've already seen that these episodes on Amazon are tweaked. It's yeah. possible they literally cut it out. Like, like, but then it would have had to air on TV and like. And I don't know I don't what that like was the then. Show, yeah, I don't feel like the show would have done that. Yeah. I, I think I think purposely they don't we don't hear him say it, but what he what he does say is like you look like you need a man. I have a question. Yeah. Now most shows now that are on Bitch is allowed. On, and it was allowed back then too. Okay. Because Simon on, makes a point to mention that. Okay. Yeah. On you can WB, say bitch on TV. Okay. You can say ass on TV. Yeah. That I know, but I remember Bitch wasn't a big oh, no, hold on. Um Bitch was a big thing to say on television because I remember as a kid not hearing it or even in my mid-teens, like, not really hearing it on TV. And I think the first time I got exposed to television using language like that might have been Nip Tuck. Oh my God, that was like 18 years later. No. How old is Nip Tuck? Nip, Nip Tuck is quite uh, easy over a decade. What? Yeah, easy. Has to be. Well, but that's still like seven years after this. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Or, no, for sure Dawson's Creek then. I know oh, Dawson's Creek oh, had yeah. it. But Easy. I don't know if Dawson's Creek had bitch in like the first three seasons. Yeah, Do you get yeah, what I'm I saying? I, I don't know. So, I can't tell you like yeah. when bitch was allowed to exactly. be on television. Yeah, because I'm trying to remember like, but is that what it was? But definitely at this time, because Simon says it, like, so... Okay, let's 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 track the story. Yeah. Because <laughs> we can eas- easily get lost, but like, okay, so all this happens inside the record store. Lucy can't get any traction from the people inside. Goes outside. Goes outside where the boy, like the thug gang, or well, whatever. Well, she is actually out there. steps outside to approach them because they see Simon. They see Simon from inside the record store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they they, they had they no all idea. Go outside. Yeah. When she, when they go outside, Simon's there, mm-hmm. and hanging out with these fools and Lucy's like like how could you be hanging out with these people they like called me a name they slapped my ass like you know they 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 humiliated me and harassed me and stuff like do something Simon you're you're my brother I'm your sister like whatever and then as she's going off on Simon Annie walks up yeah why not (laughs) she happens to be there (laughs) yep um and fucking Norton disgusting Hey, Mom, that pimp behind you just called Lucy a bad word. So this is your mother. I see the resemblance, and I like it. Well, what you say, Mama? I say you're all pathetic. Go home. Why don't you go home? You don't belong on the streets, because you got no respect for me, for no man. Maybe I should teach you some respect. You want a piece of this? I brought seven kids into this world. I can take one out. Okay, like, I really, like, my skin is crawling. Every time I have to think or see or watch the scene of Norton saying, you got no respect for no man, maybe I should teach you some respect, like, I want to throw up. Like, this is a woman who is twice your age, if not three times, not three times, twice your age. Like, what the fuck are you thinking? And who raised you? 
Like, I don't know. I can't blame, you can't blame the parents. I'm not going to blame the parents, but I'm just trying to under, like, no, there's no point in understanding, but you go to the same school as Simon. You're a privileged white boy. Exactly. That's the real tragedy here. You're a privileged white boy acting like a thug with other privileged white boys. Okay. Why? And then that, and then that, that little fucker from behind. What you say, Mama? Who the fuck are you? Yeah. I, and I'm sorry if this was real, like out on the street, oh as as this little shithead says. If tell me, if you were Annie, how you would have smacked the shit out of this kid? I swear. I would. I would have raised a hand on this I kid. I swear. And and then I would and and I would be taken to court, and then I would look at the judge. Tell me, wouldn't you have done the same shit? Because look at this little shithead. <laughs> I know. I know. Fucking A. You know what's funny is like, okay, so let's get, let's be real for a second. Like, I've realized in the recent present <laughs> that I'm, when, when I'm walking down the street or like when I'm alone or whatever, like on the streets, I don't, you know how women are always like, you know, talking about how they get catcalled or some guy will be like smile or you know that kind of shit i realized that that's never really happened to me really no nice i mean i can't say that it's never happened but like it doesn't it's not like an everyday occurrence every time i'm walking down the street you know what i'm saying and i realized that that might have to do with how i carry myself and I know this is gonna sound like victim shaming or blaming, and that's not that's not where I'm trying to come from. I'm trying to say like, like, I think that when you see like me walking down the street, if you're a guy, if you're a Norton level douchebag, okay, and you see Lady J walking down the street, you're you're not like immediately sexualizing her. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's maybe it's how I dress, maybe it's like my weight, my hair, my face, whatever the fuck. I don't know. And then I realized, like, and then and, and then I remembered that one time I was walking down the street um, in downtown Los Angeles at night alone in, like, a skeevy-ish part of downtown, which is not hard to find in downtown, if you know L.A. And I was, like, crossing the street, and there was a woman in front of me who was also alone, also crossing the street, but we were, like, several feet away from each other, but going in the same direction, and as we cross the street, this guy, Norton level douchebag, shows up. And to her, to this girl in front of me, who I'm only like two feet behind, to, to her says, smile, mama. Okay? And she ignores him, as you do. Mm-hmm. Keeps walking. And of course, I'm right behind her, so I keep walking too. And then he he goes, he like, he goes far enough away that she can't attack him physically. And then turns around and goes... You're a fucking bitch. Oh. Because she ignored him. Yeah. And then that's when she lost her mind. I mean, not lost her mind, but she, like, lost it, right? And she, like, turned to him and goes, like, Who are you calling a bitch, motherfucker? Like, I'll come over there and beat your ass or whatever. <laughs> and I'm literally, like, I'm right there. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm, like I'm, I'm two feet away from her, and I'm, like, five feet away from this guy who's now across the street on the other side, like, yelling at, like, provoking this woman who yeah. you have no business talking to or whatever. And I realized in that moment, I was like, oh, my God. And then watching this episode, like, brought all that back of, like, like, what do you do when you're on the street 
and a bunch of fucking like idiots are gonna be like talking to you like that and like coming at you like that like like you can't I mean you literally can't slap them like you no, know what no, I mean no. like you can't do anything the best you can do is just run away as fast as you can yeah if it's, which, if which, it's a couple of it's if it's uh, blah, blah. if it's a couple of guys your your only option is to get yourself out of that situation oh my god and but then imagine as what happens later on like imagine when you can't do that yeah like uh, I don't know. I, th- I feel like I kind of lost my thread there, but, like, whatever. I, I remember... Like, it's happened to me a few times where... I, whenever it's I was younger... So, ew. Whenever I was younger, I would definitely... Um, I, I would talk back. Yeah. In my early 20s because I would just... I, I, oh, I see. I can't imagine I, I did only because I think it, like, it would trigger me. So, they say something once, I ignore it. They say it again. And then I just give them a look. Like, uh-huh. back the fuck off. Uh-huh. And then they say something, and then I turn around and I say, would you say that to your mother? I've said this shit all the time. <laughs> would you say that but to your mother? does it work? Like, what ha- like they ha- they're going to respond to that because now you've upset their dignity, right? But it's happened a few times where they're about to say something. I was like, yeah, exactly, and I run. <laughs> It's like, happened a few times. Like, yeah, exactly. I, just, I feel. I feel like we just like we live in a different world, though. Now, like, like I, I would be afraid that if I said that, I'd get a gun on my face. He's like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't fucking know. I don't know anybody anymore. I mean, look, I, I you have a point, and I agree because now I won't do that. I yeah. won't do that. I don't want to invite anything. And it, it's happened before where I've been on a dance floor and a guy is getting handsy and it's so crowded and the music is so loud what kind of attention can i get like as someone to come and help me i don't have help i know i have to get myself out of it i know and what i do is i hurt them and leave (laughs) (laughs) but then you have to like leave the bar you know what i mean like because you can't just like leave the dance floor and hang out like because because then that guy will just find you again that's, and now he's angry this because is true. you hurt his dignity. Yeah. And now it's like all bets are off. Yeah, no, that's true. But the best was I, I totally like flicked his eye. Yeah, like with my oh, fingers. That's dope. I, 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 I like to the point where he couldn't see. And yes. I don't even know what he looks like. Like, I don't of know course, what he looks because like. Because they come at you from I, behind. Yeah, I just need to see that like he's, he got hurt and then I, I left uh, the situation. I hate that. See, yeah. This is why I'm happy I don't get hit on. Honestly, I don't. I, I don't, and I'm happy, because I don't know how I would deal with it. I don't know. Yeah. I love the situation, and the best part was whenever I get outside to get a breather, uh, all I said was, God, I fucking hate that. And then the bouncer said, what happened? And I said, you know, you, you I said, you bouncers kind of suck at your job. Yeah. I said, you're, you're a bouncer outside? When you should be a bouncer inside. Yeah. You're, you're trying to pay attention to who's coming in. Watch the motherfuckers that are inside already. I said, because I just got groped. I had to, like, you know, use my hands to get myself yeah. out of a situation. And that's never going to be a thing. There, no one's ever going to be, like, scanning the inside of a bar or a club to make sure women are safe. You know well, what I mean? Like in that's ju- not going to happen. Yeah, they just want to break up fights. Yeah. Only exactly. fights. But, exactly. Um, Man. It's fucking stupid. Like, 
Oh my god, this episode is like really triggering for me. But it, it but you can't help it. Like the conversation is there, and you because sh- it's the world we live yeah. in, dude. Quick story, not so much about like women and harassment, but to drive home the point of like you just don't know the world you're living in, or you just don't know who you're gonna be coming up against exactly. anymore. Which which severely limits your options in terms of self defense. Mm-hmm. So there's my, I don't know how to describe this. Like so, there's a street that I have to turn left onto every morning to get to work mm-hmm. or on my way to work. And it's like a main street and then it goes onto another main street, which also has like the freeway entrance. So it's always severely clogged. The left turn lane is like backed up for like two and a half blocks mm-hmm. every morning. It's always like a shit show, but whatever you deal with it, you do what you got to do. Sometimes like w- once you've made that left turn, it gets a little crazy right in that intersection as cars are jockeying for position mm-hmm. but it's like it's always been fine I, i've been doing this for two and a half years now it's never been a problem so yeah the other day i'm going i'm doing my routine i'm taking that that, yeah. that lane i'm gonna make my left turn and it's a two lane left turn but it only becomes two lanes as you get closer to the intersection okay otherwise it's like it's really just like it's a free-for-all. People mm-hmm. are in the middle, like, you know, center lane. That's not really a lane, but they're going. and It's a whole thing. And so we're, like, two and a half blocks away from the intersection, and already two lanes have formed. And there's this chick, or there's this... I don't even know if it was a chick, but I think it was a woman driver um, in the car next to me in this, like, makeshift second lane that's yeah. been forming or whatever. And for whatever reason, she's not going. Like, like... There, there, there's really nowhere for her to go, but she can at least like move forward to get closer to the cars in front of her to keep the traffic sort of tight, you yeah. know. But she's just not like she's like st- like she's keeping like two cars distance from the car in front of her in this makeshift second lane. Oh god! And so the people behind her are honking at her. I'm kind of looking at her like, what do you like? Why aren't you moving up? Like what? Like what's your story? Like, and she's not waiting to make a left turn from there or anything. She's just not moving forward, you know. And so people are honking. People are getting pissed, which is hilarious because it's not like there's anywhere to go. We're all still stuck waiting to make this left turn. But just the idea that she's not like she's helping it along, to, yeah. you know. And so everyone's pissed behind her. There's this big like white SUV behind her mm. that like that like gets out from behind her because he's going to try to like go in between the two cars to get in front of her and take that and fill that space that she's not filling. Okay? Yeah. But as he does that, she decides to move oh. and like blocks him and then refuses to then move forward. Like she's now, she's now the problem because now she's like move forward enough that he can't get ahead of her, but not forward enough to allow him back into the lane to his original spot. And she's like refusing to move. People are honking. It's a fucking shit show nightmare. Okay. So finally, now now the light has turned. So so the next round of people have gone forward, including me. But this bitch is still there. She's still she now is refusing to move completely. So now I've moved up like five or six cars in my lane because because mm-hmm. people have made a left turn, and I'm looking behind me, and the guy that was in front of her like that cut like, her, tried to cut her off. No no no. Oh. The one who was always in front of her, uh, who who she was keeping her distance from for whatever yeah. reason stops in the middle of his lane like now now he's left a distance in front of him because he was instead of making his left turn he stayed there's this whole gap behind him where this bitch is not refusing to go okay 
He stops his car right next to me, might I add, because now I've pulled up to that level. Wow. He stops right there, gets out of his car, and I'm looking at him because I'm like, that's weird. <laughs> like, right? And he gets out of his car smiling like the Dickens, super chill, like this big guy, smiles, goes to his trunk, gets a bat. Fuck! And goes right up to the chick in the car who is refusing to move up. And goes to her window and starts yelling at her. Now, I i mean, like, literally, I'm in fucking shock, right? And I'm looking and I'm watching all this happen in my rearview mirror now. Because he's like, it's like literally happening right behind me. And the chick, the girl in front of, back of me in her car behind me is doing the same thing. She's getting her phone out. And you can tell she's, like, taking a video, maybe dialing 911, like, getting ready. Like, we're all just, like, like like frozen like we don't know what the fuck to do because this guy is threatening this person with a fucking bat yeah <laughs> like and then he like walks like saunters away and like st- and then goes and stands in front of the car and like is like holding the bat i'm like what are you gonna like smash her lights like what the fuck is happening right now all in like a five minute span before i made my fucking left turn that morning like it was insane but you have to tell me what was, what was her problem? I'll never know. No, no, no. Forget about the problem. What was her reaction to all of this? Well, that's the thing is she was too far away and uh, too for you in to her see. car for me to like really read her face or anything. All I know is like the guy went up to her window, was like talking to her and like gesturing with the bat and shit. And then, and then just like walked away very calmly, put his bat back in his trunk, got back in his car, moved up to his place in the line and waited for the left turn lane. Mind you, pulls up and I'm like, and now he's like right next to me and I'm just like trying not to make eye, eye contact. contact. Yeah. I'm like awkwardly looking to my right so I don't have to look at him. Here's the thing. I it get, was terrifying. I get pissed while driving in LA like everybody else does. Yeah. But never... Do I have it in me to cause traffic or to cut people off? Because I don't trust anybody. Exactly. I don't trust that they don't have a gun or a fucking bat. Exactly. For you to think that that doesn't exist. It's not, as Annie says, this is not an ideal world. Oh my God. Okay, let's get back on track. (laughs) Sorry, that was like a long detour. But I had to tell that story because like it was insane. (laughs) It's true though. And it happened like four days ago. And I haven't stopped thinking about it. But okay, so... All this shit goes down outside the thing. They go home. Annie is like pissed. Tells Eric what happened. Tells Simon that she's going to go talk to Norton and his mother. And like, you better, whatever the fuck. Simon then gets on the defensive. Yeah. Simon now is in the position of like, it's not a big deal. People use that word all the time. It's lost its edge because it's on TV and in and in the movies and in the music and in all the places and like it's not that it's not whatever and of course eric has to be the one to tell him like oh but it is a big deal it's called harassment and hatred of women and it's the oldest hate crime in the world and blah 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 and it's like literally just falling on deaf ears like simon can't hear it Mm -mm. because in his mind it's just music it's just his friends he's hanging out he's trying to fit in it's not a big deal whatever and he wants to talk to norton himself like let me handle it i'll talk to him whatever and annie tells him like i you better get him to apologize you better get him to apologize like it's not just you can't just go talk to him i need to hear an apology from him directly otherwise like this is not gonna end well kind of thing so simon's like whatever um so then of course 
he goes over to Matt's house. Yes. Where Norton and his friends, I guess, or whatever, are going to come. So that, so that they, they can, can have a... Conversation. Yeah. Like a meeting of the minds, if you will. And so Matt and Simon have this conversation. It's a long clip, but I really couldn't chop it up more than this because... Everything that is said is so important yeah. and like worth listening to. Mm-hmm. When did you get so conservative? Oh, maybe after watching a long line of battered women come in and out of the emergency room. But that has nothing to do with this music. This music never hurt anyone. You're kidding yourself. Millions of guys listen to this music. Do you know how many copies of that CD were sold? No, I, I don't, and I don't care. And I don't hate anyone personally. I don't care to be part of some larger group hate against half the population. You say this is about hate? The guys who make that CD, they say it's about love. I, have you ever seen these guys in concert? There, there are black people, the white people, all kinds of people. Again, you're kidding yourself. This is about anything but love. I mean, there's no justification for making it seem as if any segment of the population is less than human. Th- that's what this music does. And when you take that idea and you say it over and over, that idea becomes part of the overall consciousness. It's propaganda, Simon. That's how propaganda works. And the fact that it's propaganda in song and people are making millions of dollars off of it doesn't mean that it's right. Yeah, but right or wrong, this is about free speech. What happened to the First Amendment? What happened to it? Shank versus the United States, that's what happened. You can't yell fire if there isn't one. There's no fire, Simon. There's no enemy. Women aren't the enemy. Ignorance is the enemy. I know that. No. No, I don't, I don't think you do know that. And if you have no understanding of the issue, what's your strategy for getting this Norton to apologize to Mom and Lucy? How are you going to do that when you're really Norton's protector and advocate? I am not. I, I barely know him. I just don't want to ruin my reputation in high school. Right. Exactly what do you want your reputation to be? Mm-hmm. I gotta say, I mean, as much as I don't like what Simon is saying, I gotta appreciate... Like the fact that he's playing devil's advocate here, like yeah. it's it's you know it's it's a it's a real conversation they're having or an yeah. argument they're having or whatever of like on the one hand it's just music it's it's whatever you yeah. know they're not they're not saying this is how to live your life they're just making music on the other hand the whole thing of like you can't say fire if there isn't one you know yeah. like you know or or the whole point about like it's propaganda like you say that enough times it becomes part of the consciousness it's very true. You can't, you know, how do you stop, like, uh, I don't know. It's a very interesting well, little Well, yeah, well, it, it, I, I've, I've said this time and time again. I think, uh, and I'm sure a few of my friends have even heard me repeat this shit, but people really underestimate the box that's in their living room or the radio. Yeah. Like, it, it, it's in the ether. Yeah. That's it. It, it, it. Even if you don't believe it, you're t- you're telling me it doesn't trickle into your subconscious. Of course oh, it, it totally does. does. You know, it totally does. Yeah. So you're you're. I mean, the only way you're immune to this shit is if you don't listen or don't watch it. Do you get what I'm saying? Right. That's the only Which, way. And of course, realistically, like you can't not you can't just pretend it doesn't exist. Exactly. Either. You know what I mean? Like it's one thing to say like, well, I'm not going to engage in any of that stuff, but it's still there though Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so that's not really gonna work yeah because that like the point i mean the whole thing would be like a a major shift in the culture Mm -hmm. like culturally we'd have to move away from these types of messages in the media or whatever you know for it to really have any impact or make a difference 
I don't know. And they talk about it. I, I didn't include it in the clip, but, like, they talk about the whole Tipper Gore thing. Yeah. Which is so funny because, like, I remember it, but it feels like such a different time. Like, like the whole thing of, like, putting labels, like, yeah. explicit or whatever, was something that she spearheaded. Like, like it didn't exist before that. Like, huh. like now, now they have to say this album has explicit lyrics on yeah. it, in it or whatever. I don't know. Uh. Fucking Tipper Gore. <laughs> he goes, he goes, who are you, Tipper Gore? Matt's like, what's wrong with Tipper Gore? <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. That's like, what's wrong? <laughs> oh my gosh. So, fucking A. So, they're having this conversation. John comes home and is like, oh yeah, by the way, Heather's going to stop by <laughs> at seven. And Simon's like, oh yeah, that's when Norton's stopping by. And they immediately like run downstairs mm-hmm. because they realize that like, they might that they might cross paths. Yeah, and sure fucking enough, that's exactly what happened. Yeah, they come downstairs to see Heather surrounded by these guys, by these moron children, mm-hmm. like giving her a hard time, and she's got Norton's hands behind his back, like yeah. you know, like fully in charge of her situation, and then. Simon all of a sudden like I think like snaps out of his like denial or whatever the fuck he was in Simon my man we were just having a little fun let me up you are gonna go over to my house and you are gonna apologize to my mother and my sister for what you did but not before you apologize to Heather that's my brother's friend she's deaf man how could you I didn't know she was deaf lighten up you know she was a person didn't you Oh, yeah. I fucking love that so much. Yeah. I didn't love the whole deaf thing, but then he saves it. Yeah. With, you knew she was a person, didn't you? Yeah. Ugh. Uh. I have to say, I've been watching Switched at Birth, <laughs> which is an ABC family show about two girls who were switched at birth. Yeah. And one of them is deaf. And so... A lot of the show, like I'd say like maybe 85% of the show is sign languaged mm-hmm. in addition to speaking or whatever. And like one of the things that they have to tackle on that show is this whole like, like, you know, how, how could you, she's deaf or he's deaf or whatever. And how like that's not a thing because mm-hmm. that doesn't make them any lesser capable of handling yeah. themselves or whatever. Um, so when I heard that, I was like immediately offended, but then he immediately saved it mm-hmm. <laughs> like by saying what he says, which is so true. Like, and that's the message all along. Yeah. Like, that was always, that, that was always going to be Simon's takeaway that like, that like say what you will about, it's just music. It's just this and that, whatever. But at the end of the day, like harassment and hatred or assaulting of women or whatever, is because you're looking at them like they're not human. Oh, yeah. And, like, that can't stand. The worst is if it's um, if it's at a work environment. Oh, God. I can't even imagine. Because it's like you're playing, like, politics, too. You're, you're yeah. not trying to be offensive, but you're also trying to find a way to escape. You're like, how the hell can I fix yeah. this situation? I mean, and that's, like, I mean, I, I work in a corporate environment for a huge corporation Mm -hmm. that has like an HR organization like within it. Like, you know, we don't have just like one Linda in HR. Like we have like, you know, millions of levels of, and all that shit. So I've never felt 
like my company wouldn't have my back Mm -hmm. like in a case of like sexual harassment or assault or whatever like that but at the same time it's like I mean it's what's happening today like all these women coming forward about like Weinstein and fucking all these people like that are just like one on top of the other is like a garbage human being in the industry you know and it's like why haven't they come forward before because you just don't even know how to yeah because how like what do you like how do you even begin to tell somebody hey you know that guy that's like that that, that's at the top of the food chain and controls all of our lives and money and livelihood and whether or not i'm going to work in hollywood ever again you know that guy he's a garbage human being how do you even begin to say that to somebody in a way where you know they're going to listen to you and not just like dismiss you out of hand or sweep it under the rug or ignore it or whatever the fuck you know what the weird thing about the whole wine scene thing for me right now is I feel like I've heard so many stories that I forgot how it even came out. Rose McGowan. Rose McGowan was never even saying Harvey Weinstein. That's oh, the that's best. true. Do you get what I'm saying? She couldn't say it. But she did though, didn't she? You're right. How did it happen? <laughs> I, I, That's the part that I'm really forgetting right now. I'm it's thinking not... she did though. I think she did. I know, but... I'm not. I'm not remembering the first story. That's that's how crazy yeah. it's, it's become, and because that's how been disgusting in, he is. Like particularly, and we're dating the the recording of this podcast right now. But particularly, just like these last three weeks have literally been so insane. Like all these things, like stories coming out, like such a scumbag. I mean that, and I think that's complimenting. But it's like, and then it's like everyone's a scumbag, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you look. Deep and far back enough, like everyone is garbage, and I'm and and I'm lumping myself in that too. Like I'm saying, like everyone has shit. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But but when your shit is like unchecked and unapologized for, mm-hmm. and and doesn't, and 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 you don't face any consequences, and you don't like deal with it, then that's when you're. That's when you're garbage. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's when you're a despicable person. Like, when you're, if you're gonna release a statement and go, these stories are all true, but look at my credits, like, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. just, I, I don't know. I can't. I don't know. It's just too much. So let's get to the real hero of this episode, which is Annie. Annie. Um, so what we didn't talk about was when they were at the movie, I mean, at the, at the record store, um, because they were the 100th customer or whatever, they won tickets to some concert that Ruth really wants to go to. Mm-hmm. And 39. Lucy, 39. Which, was that a real band? Nope. Okay, it's made up for the show? No. Okay. So, R- Ruthie really wants to go. Lucy's done her homework on the music and made sure that, like, you know, the lyrics are pretty innocuous yeah. and whatever. And so they're gonna go together, but if and Annie makes them promise like if anything goes weird, like you come right home or whatever. Yeah. So okay. So Ruthie gets dressed in a total like I get it outfit like from that time. Like it's yeah. what the Spice Girls were wearing. But you what, know what I mean? I totally get it. But how the hell did those clothes get into the Camden I house? No. Where did she get a little mini skirt and this like? bikini looking like schoolgirl outfit thing like where, where did she get those clothes i know the camdens and the camdens would never buy anything like that so this show is full of shit yeah it's true but so she's dressed like this like you know borderline problematic like girly yeah. thing 
And Lucy's like, what are you wearing? Like, you can't go like this. Like, very just matter-of-factly. And Ruthie's like, I'm dressed like how everyone else is dressed. You're the ones dressed weird. You're going to stand out, whatever. And so, of course, she's not going to go like that. So she runs back upstairs. And Lucy's like, I'll talk to her. I'm, I'm sure I can convince her. She's not going to want to miss her concert over this or whatever. Mm-hmm. So she goes upstairs to talk to Ruthie. And Ruthie's like, no, I'm not changing. Like, no. But then Annie comes in to save the day. Yeah. And basically, like, sits them down, sits this both her, both Ruthie and Lucy down, and talks to them about, like, you know, in an ideal world, anyone could wear whatever they want. You could dress like that in a dark alley in the middle of the night, and everything would be fine in an ideal world. This is not an ideal world. Yeah. Oops, that was my glass. Um... This is not an ideal world, and you can't do that. Yeah. Because it's just not going to go that way. And then she talks about sort of the real message, if you will. Mm -hmm. There are some men who think of women as things. To them, we all look alike, sound alike, behave alike. Because to them, we are things. Things to be owned, things to be dominated, things to be used and abused because we are less than they are. We are less than human. Those men have all sorts of excuses for their bad behavior towards us. They saw the bad behavior at the movies. They are animals and their bad behavior is part of their nature. Uh, We are worthless and their bad behavior is their right. Every excuse in the world. But these excuses did not begin with bad TV or movies or music or tube tops and miniskirts. These excuses have been around probably since the first man tried to explain away his bad behavior or be punished for it. Blaming the way we dress for their bad behavior is wrong. It's also wrong for you to take away your own individuality by mimicking what you see instead of being who you are. Be brave. Be you. Be an individual. It almost sounds like she's giving a commencement speech. Yeah. <laughs> like, especially the end. Like, Be where brave. she, like, takes pauses, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's such an important message. Like, and I like that, like, Ruthie, especially at first, is, like, like rolling her eyes, kind of, like, not really, like, listening or whatever. But, like, by the end of it, she and Lucy are both, like, nodding along. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, man, totally. You know, mm-hmm. like, which is, like, such a great moment. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yay, Annie. Yeah. I do want to just talk about as a moment of levity because this is like kind of like a rough episode and it's a lot of like heavy shit mm-hmm. um <laughs> this moment oh who is it pants pants who pants daddy your mother went pants shopping i'm dropping off your share of the pants <laughs> pants daddy what the fuck is that i have no idea and like the way he talks about it, he's like, how do mothers know how to buy pants? Oh, there's... I have that. Because <laughs> then they keep talking and Matt mentions to Eric, like, you know, you should talk to Simon about his friends or whatever. I'm going to talk to him. Why are you going to talk to him? Uh, well, you'll know when you see these guys. Where did you see them? When I was driving John around in his uncle's convertible. Why are you driving John around in his uncle's convertible? 
so he could sing a B.B. King song. Are you worried about Simon? Yes, and, and by the way, do you know what kind of music Simon and his friends are listening to? You know, our whole relationship has become just a, a series of questions and answers, hasn't it? Yeah. yeah, so answer me this. Why is it that mothers just know how to pick out pants? I mean, have mothers been buying pants for their sons since the beginning of time? Did Mary buy pants for Jesus? Hmm? So you think Jesus wore pants, do you? Ring, ring. Is that the phone? Oh, oh thanks for coming by. Look, love to mom. Great pants. <laughs> <laughs> They're such dorks. Yeah. <laughs> I love them both in that scene. They're so great. Uh, uh, I know I had something else to say. Oh, no. Let's go. Oh, no. That's a girl. Oh, no. Um, well, it'll come to you. Yeah, at some point. I f I don't know. I feel like we've talked about this enough. I think so. I, I, oh, but, but we didn't talk about how John met, like, the, like... Oh, my God! John, I totally forgot about that. Guys, John gets a lady! Finally. Yeah, and he gives someone a speech before he gets the lady, and that's how the lady gets attracted to him. Yeah, he basically, like, tells off this doctor because the doctor wants to listen to this rap CD and his OR, and John's, like, refusing to play it, and it's a whole thing. But, yeah, and then, then this chick overhears him give the doctor the what for and like basically like tells him like I want to get you coffee or whatever and so they do that I guess he comes home I'm smiling yeah he comes home and he like can't wait to tell Matt about it he's like so excited it's cute did he mention that he thinks he met like oh yeah he's, he's like I'm gonna marry this girl yeah <laughs> like full out yeah He's like, this is the love of my life. We don't even know her name. <laughs> like, us, the audience. Like, we never even get her name. Or That's maybe true. we do, and I don't remember I, it. I'm sure she introduced herself. <laughs> the, whenever he gives the doctor his monologue, all I'm thinking was, he got it that fast? He Like, he got it. Oh, I know. It. Like, okay, that was quick, cool. Yeah. Well, because he basically says, like, because the doctor's like, uh, you know, if you refuse to play music, um, like, aren't you kind of making your job obsolete? Like, basically yeah. threatening his job. And John's like, I'm not afraid of you because when it comes to playing this music or losing my job, like, no one's going to fire me over this music. You yeah. know, like, he's so sure about that. And then he says the thing of, like, like, because the doctor's like, millions of people have bought this CD. You think every single one of those people hate women? And John's like, yeah, I do. Mm -hmm. Like, he, like this music is about hatred of women and if you listen to it, you hate women. That yeah. period. Like yeah. I like that he takes that hard stance. Yeah. And, that. and then you hear the doctor going, "Huh, I never thought of it that way." Okay, right. we'll listen to something else. And he like offers to get him coffee, which yeah. is like hilarious. Like, I'm like, it, it can't be that his job. <laughs> you were a dick like five seconds ago. I know. But um, I think we did it. I think so. All right, let's rate it. Okay. You want me to go first? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm giving this one a 7.5. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> okay. You have a point. <laughs> okay. All right. I mean, I have my reasons, but like, right. I mean, this is a, this is a good episode. Yeah. It's in that upper echelon. Yeah, it is. But it's not great. Like when I, when I think about it, like. I don't know. I didn't love it. Like, it didn't, like, make me cry. You know no. what I mean? Yeah, it was I just good. Uh, yeah, it was good. I, I want to say the two things that pissed me off was Robbie's bullshit storyline. Oh, fucking Robbie. Yeah, you yeah. lose two points for Robbie alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, 
I know Ruthie would never have clothes like this in the house. You know, that's funny. I didn't even think about it now, but until you said it, I was like, yeah, where did she get those clothes? It's one thing to like not leave the house wearing them, but where'd she get them in the first place? Exactly. Yeah. So I'm, I'm with you there with 7.5. Look at us. And like I said, it's one of their better episodes only because yeah. I think conversation-wise, I think it's one of their better ones. I agree. And I like, and again, because so rarely does it happen that you're, like, the main characters are each other's foils. Like, yeah. It's usually, like, one of the mains having an existential conversation with some other random person we yeah. don't know or care about. The fact that it's, like, Matt and Simon yeah. and Annie talking to her daughters, like, it's that, in the like, home. that deepens the the message, you know, yeah. or, like, makes it hit did, home more. Did you notice uh, Matt's hair again? Oh, I didn't. He had the stupid thing in his hair again? He did. What the hell is happening? And it, Was like, it for a movie? I don't know. And it, like, you know, it, like, moves. Ew, I know. When I noticed it the first time, I was like, I noticed it. Like, yeah. I haven't... No, see, I, I recently noticed it. And yeah. I was like, oh, so this is what she was talking oh, about. God, isn't it gross? Yeah. Okay, so I, we do have a bit of business only because I can't not bring this up because as soon as I did the research, I was like, oh, we need to talk about this. So before we wrap this up, I want to talk about the actor that plays Norton. <gasps> okay, he looks familiar. Yeah, so you probably know him from Sons of Anarchy. He was on <gasps> that show for a couple years. Oh my, no! <laughs> I already know where this is going. Oh, I'm so upset. Okay, go on. Okay, so I don't know anything about that show or his character, but I do want to read this particular section from his IMDb page. In late October 2011, he suffered head injuries from a motorcycle accident. Immediately thereafter, his thinking and behavior took a serious turn for the worse. He was arrested on January 3rd, 2012 for allegedly trespassing at a neighbor's home. He was beaten violently in the head approximately 17 times before the police arrived, causing further injuries. In jail, following additional head injuries, he was diagnosed by the prison medics as suffering from internal bleeding in the brain. Despite the diagnosis of traumatic brain injury, and despite never testing positive for drugs that year, he was treated for psychosis and chemical dependency. Two more arrests followed, including near drowning. Symptoms of traumatic brain injury include impaired judgment, sensitivity to light, and sudden inexplicable violent behavior. Typical of the misperception on the part of law enforcement officials was the often quoted remark by the probation official who expressed that Johnny suffered from mental health issues as well as chemical dependency. Prior to his injuries, Johnny had never had a brush with the law, and the toxicology report following his death revealed absolutely no drugs whatsoever in his system. So they've already revealed that he's dead. In late May of 2012, the Santa Monica Superior Court allowed his admission to Ridgeview, a drug rehab center in Altadena, California. Through, or though a drug rehab facility, the rest and quiet were a tonic for him, and he gradually, over the summer, regained himself. He wrote in a journal entry, felt more whole today and more complete, like parts of myself had been stolen in my sleep and scattered all over the world, and they've begun to return. So I think better. My thoughts aren't being sent off on their own. He began planning for a return to acting via the stage and spoke of possibly bringing Shakespeare to inner city kids. 
In August, he tragically accepted the DA's offer to serve just a couple more days in jail in exchange for his freedom. The couple days became nearly two months, during which he suffered additional abuse and a violent downturn in spirits and health. Finally, released in late September, he died in sad and disturbing circumstances on September 26, 2012. Now, that's a long way to go to basically say fuck you to the police. Yeah. And then say he died in tragic circumstances. So I was like, what are these tragic circumstances? I mean, they give you all this bullshit preamble about his life in 2012 and then they, and then they don't tell you how he died. So I looked it up. How did he die? He, he murdered a woman in her home yeah. in Las Vegas, Yeah. And then jumped off the roof to his death. Mm-hmm. I, like, lost my shit. <laughs> I was like, I can't believe this is this guy's story. It's fucked up. It's crazy. Now when I think... Because whenever you said Sons of Anarchy, I saw what character he was, and yeah. I went, Shit. And so then, and then I read the police report from that day when he did that, when he died, and the the producer, the creator, or whatever, Sons of Anarchy, made a statement and was like, "Oh, I took a picture of it." He goes, um, "It was a tragic end for an extremely talented guy who unfortunately had lost his way. I wish I could say that I was shocked by the events last night, but I was not." I am deeply sorry that an innocent life had to be thrown in his destructive path. Like, what the fuck? You weren't shocked by the fact that he took someone's life and then his own? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Whoa. I know. Isn't that crazy? But it's crazy that they're all saying, like, it was this one head injury. Yeah, where he that- got beaten by the police. Before getting carted off. But he's the one that, that, that like trespassed and attacked his neighbor first. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I'm not taking sides. Whatever. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, clearly 2012 was not a good year for this kid. But, like, it's just crazy how, like, he plays this garbage moron. This was, like, the first thing he ever did, by the way. Second thing he ever did. That This is what, like, kick-started his career. And then he went on and he... And the last thing he did was a movie that came out after he died um like a little movie he had made or whatever so like he was doing shit you know his character's name on sons of anarchy was prospect i remember that well he whatever was he like a sympathetic character on the show he was okay yeah i don't know anything about sons of anarchy but yeah so i just needed to tell that story because i was like what the fuck yeah the moment you said he was on sons of anarchy i was like oh my god i know who (laughs) and usually i do the x-ray stuff and i did it and i thought and i thought you might have which is why as soon as i said it and you didn't react i was like i should mention the sons of anarchy thing now (laughs) i was like no way (laughs) oh man yeah it's fucking crazy it's yeah jesus yep and then, I mean, just think about, think about, like, you're on a show that is only about violence and hatred of women, and you go out on a hate crime against an 81-year-old woman, I and mean, then take your life. Yeah, let's be real. Sons of Anarchy is Talk about not, full fucking circle. Is not, it was not kind to women at all. No, I'm talking about this show. No, this show, but no, even Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. It's it, it was not a show that was kind to women. Yeah. At all. 
At some point, but a I lot get... of shows are it. You know I what know, I, mean? I know, and like uh, it. And unless, lately, unless, it's hard to watch. It, unless the show is created or produced by a woman, it's not kind to women. Let's yeah, be real. That's why Kimmy Schmidt, guys, is like the best right now. It's so good. <laughs> and cheers. Mindy Project was really good. I until it just ended. <laughs> guys, I don't have Hulu, so I have no idea what happened with Mindy Project. I really liked Mindy. I think it kind of went off the rails when it when it moved to Hulu a little bit, but it's still like it was good. Mm. All right. I have no idea. Well, we rated the episode. We talked till we were blue in the face. You know I think what to we do. We can wrap it up. As always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Now that we've hit 100 episodes, you guys have to know, like, we are legit, okay? So, like, send in those reviews. We will read any five-star review you guys leave. Um, you can follow us at For Heaven's Sake Pod on all the places. You can send us an email at For Heaven's Sake Show at gmail.com. And until next time, bye. Bye.